0: Hey Democrats, it's me, Lynn Moy and time for Chat with the Chairs. It's your weekly peek behind the curtain as to what's going on with the Seminole County Democratic Party across Seminole County, across Florida, and across the nation. Hi, and welcome to Chat with the Chairs. My name is Lynn Moy I'm the chair of the Seminole County Democratic Party here in beautiful Seminole County. The, um, I'm the only chair not currently tried or uh, convicted of election shenanigans um, and uh, my vice chair Tracy Kagan is dealing with some hurricane related um, damages, so she will probably not be here she may drop in we'll we'll let you know I'll let you know when I see her in the uh, ready to to bring her on to the live broadcast um, what we do every Friday uh, between three and three thirty uh you know, there used to be an expression, God willing, and the creek don't rise. Uh, I, that, that really is apropos today. If, if the creek doesn't mean the Indian tribe, if the creek means the water level in Seminole, you know, we luckily just got our power on last night, and I am able to broadcast today from my kitchen or from my, my home. Um, there, this is the post-Hurricane Ian edition of Chat with the Chairs. We are here every Friday from 3 to 3.30 And we will tell you what's going on with the Seminole County Democrats. There's my husband in the background walking into the kitchen in our home. Hi, honey. Hi. Hi. There he is. See, everybody. It's so so exciting. Um, So that's what's going on here at the Dichter household. But what we do is we talk about things going on uh, in the Seminole County um, world of politics. But today, a little bit different because of the post-hurricane chaos that is Seminole County. We're going to put a little bit of a pin in the political talk today, and we're going to talk about the post-hurricane services, about the cancellations, about a lot of things that are going on, and consider this a uh, kind of a, a clearinghouse of things that are going on right here and things that you may be able to take advantage of. You may be able to make a phone call, find out about when your garbage will be picked up, find out about when things will be open or if the services you're looking for are closed. So let me just tell you that if your electricity is still not on and you are a customer of Florida power and light, the number to dial is 1-800-4, the number four and the word outage O-U-T-A-G-E, 1-800-4, number four, outage. All right, so that's where you call if you're a customer of FPNL, Florida Power and Light. There are still hundreds and hundreds of customers in Seminole County who do not have their lights back on. I dare say thousands in Seminole. Now, the other company that serves us is Duke Energy, and I have a number for them as well. It's an 800 number. So if you are a Duke Energy customer, it's 800-228. 8485. Again, Duke Energy is 800-228-8485. What I would suggest is that you go to um, prepareseminal.org if you still have internet uh, and you have your phone available. Um, They have a a list, a clearinghouse, again, of numbers, of contacts, of places to call. If your power is out, if you are still flooded, please do me a huge favor and let this be your... um, Let me give you this as a tip here. And what do I mean by that? I mean that do not walk out into standing water. Do not drive out into standing water. Big mistake for a myriad of reasons. Um, I will tell you, if you are here watching me live in my kitchen for this week's chat with the chairs, uh, go to the the comment bar and, and tell me how you are holding up, how you are hanging in there, as we are doing, you know, as we're getting our lives back together and peeking out the door. Uh, There we go, excellent. Um, If you are here, go to the chat bar. Let me know that you're here. Like we ask you always, just say happy Friday and let me know what's going on with you. What has been your biggest concern during the outage, during the hurricane that night? Did you lose power? Did you not? What was the problem? Did you have everything prepared? I'd really like to talk about what you put in your hurricane box. I've never made a hurricane box because I never really felt the need to flee. I've never had the water encroach on my home, although my front lawn has been completely a puddle and completely um, underwater submerged, my front lawn, but it's never encroached on my house. If you had to flee, I would like to hear what you put in your hurricane box. I know you're supposed to put your important papers, your passport, your birth certificates, those of your children, whatever your important papers are, certainly your insurance card and, and all of your ID but I would like to know what else to make it comfortable to go to a shelter. Do you just pack some, some suitcases? Do you pack a duffel bag and go to a shelter with all of that? With you know, Or I was even thinking putting suitcases in my vehicle, in my trunk. And if I had to leave, then I would know that everything was there, ready to go. Although, you know, the car could have floated away. Do you see some of these cars floating away? The cars are floating. The boats are floating. You don't realize how within six inches of water it knocks a grown adult, grown man off his feet. It also will float a car after not much more water than six, eight inches of water. Whoosh, and your car is gone. So do you pack things in your vehicle and hope that you get out before the car floats off? Because there are many people whose cars, they think it's only a little bit of water, but it turns out to really go below the grill in the front. The car stalls out and then they are stuck and they are trapped. There was a live rescue on TV. One of the reporters from WESH, um, Tony was there and he saw the woman and he just sprung into action and he, he went and rescued a nurse who was trying to get to the hospital down in Orlando, going to, I guess, ORMC or, or Orlando Health. I mean. So those are the kind of things that are going on. We have real life heroes here. And it is not just Alan Harris, who is Seminole County's emergency management guy, but he has been all over it. He has it all together. That is the website I think you should go to, prepareseminole.org. Because they have every number you need, everything that you're looking for when it comes to, um, getting yourself back together, pulling together your, you know, if there's a flood problem, if you have power lines down, if you have no energy at all, no electricity at all, if you have, um, uh, roof issues, be careful of scammers because they are already walking around and I am a little bit skeptical of all of that and I am, uh, Yeah. I I just want you to be careful. I want you to be cautious. My husband ventured out yesterday to get for the generator. We had what we thought was enough, but just in case we filled up another gas camp and we were trying to figure out is the gas station. There was not, but you know where there was a long line Chick-fil-A that line in Lake Mary, the Chick-fil-A near I-4 was wrapped around the building. It was spilling out into the parking lot of the home Depot and onto the road. That's how many people needed um, sustenance yesterday to in Lake Mary. Now that leads me to believe that people were not prepared for the shutdown for Wednesday and Thursday. That's what I'm looking to find out from you. Were you prepared with um, food and water and all of the, th- you know, batteries and flashlights and a way of cooking is your grill. Did you gas up the grill with the propane or, you know, a charcoal briquettes, whatever you're going to do. Did you figure out a way to cook for yourself? Did you figure out a way to feed your kids and your families? Because all of these things are critical when you have no electricity and everybody is stuck in the house. What are the supplies that you have to have to get through? Me, it's candy. I had to get some hurricane candy. You know, a lot of people, I saw pictures, they were putting up um, all pictures. They had to, you know, have a big bottle of Tito's vodka. For them, that's what gets them through the hurricane. And I felt like I was so lucky this time because my lights didn't go out until the thing was already over. My lights did go out. They went out in the morning on Thursday. After the storm Wednesday night was already swirling overhead. My personal lights went out here in our house um, on Thursday morning, 9 a.m. and it came back at 7 p.m. We were out for 10 hours and we did ultimately start up the generator. Did you start your generator? Do you know how to do that? Do you know all of the, where's, did you put the wheels on it? We opened up a brand new generator that we thought, here, we're gonna use this thing. And of course, you know, you have to put it together. So we did. We put it together. We put in the oil. We put in the gas. We wheeled it out to an open area, you know, that was uh, plenty of ventilation. I can't believe people think that it's a good idea to put a generator in their home. Yeah, not so good. Not good at all. So generators, you know, the safety of all of that has got to be paramount for you and your family, just for you. I want to make sure that everybody is okay, alive and well, and going to, we're going to move past this seminal. I know we are. So, so many things I want to tell you. Again, the FPNL number is 1-800-4-OUTAGE, and the Duke Energy is 800-228-8485. Now, FEMA is coming into Seminole County. They are really not the first thing you should do, though. They, FEMA is sort of after you reach out to your insurance company. Here are the steps. Number one, if you have a claim, uh, number one, take photos of the damage. This is uh, right from the FEMA website. If you are going to file a claim, there's a damage claim on, on the website, right? Go to Prepare Seminole. You will see the damage. There's a link to it. You'll see the damage assessment form. But the first thing they tell you to do is to take photographs, take them with your phone, take it of the damages and make a list, a written list of all the things that are damaged the furniture, the walls, the drywall, the vehicles, the all of the things, the roof tiles that have blown away, all of the things that you can account for. If the furniture is floating, put all the furniture down that you can. Take pictures of everything. Then make a list of all of that. And then um, it says, then you go to FEMA. First, you go to your insurance company. I made a mistake. Take pictures, make a list, go to your own insurance company first the first thing you do with all of that is go to your private insurance company. And I know the insurance system in Florida is completely messed up. And I am hoping that um, your private insurance company will be right there, Johnny on the spot. If not, no worries. Um, Because if you don't have proper insurance, enough coverage, or your insurance company is (laughs) non-responsive, then and only then does FEMA come into the picture. And, of course, FEMA has an 800 number as well. Hold on. Here we go. I will put all of this in the chat. All right. The FEMA number is 800-621-3362. FEMA, again, 1-800-621-3362. So that's where that – now, a lot of things are closed. Uh, yeah, a lot of things are closed in Seminole County. <coughs> a lot of things will reopen. They were supposed to be closed both Wednesday and Thursday. They will be closed until uh, today as well. And they, most of them are closed over the weekend. They will reopen on Monday. Um, for example, what's closed in Seminole? Well, the libraries are all closed. Animal control is all closed. The, all of the, the government offices are closed. For example, supervisor of elections closed. Property appraiser, tax collector, all of the Seminole County courts are closed, all the parks are closed, and the Department of Health in Seminole County also closed. They will reopen on Monday, at least that's what they're saying now. Again, if there is damage, if there is flooding, if there is no power, these things have to be fluid, pardon the fluid and water, I get it, but these things will have, you'll have to kind of go with the flow on that, Um Because those things might change. Right now, they're saying that all of those governmental agencies will be open on Monday. But we really don't know exactly if that's the case. Um, We're going to wait. The Sanford Airport um, has canceled all departing flights today, Friday, September 30th. But they may indeed cancel that all incoming is, is done. The outgoing departing flights all canceled at Sanford airport. They will reassess this over the weekend and see if the Sanford airport can be open for business. Um, There was something, Oh, there are two cities or towns or areas um, that are under a boil water advisory. And those are our friends and neighbors in Chuliota. Boil your water for at least one minute, and that means a rolling boil, not just a couple of little bubbles in the bottom. A rolling boil in Chulita and the city of Winter Springs. Boil your water. A problem with water in Winter Springs. Not a surprise if you live in Winter Springs, because they had a, they always have a water problem. Now it really brings it to the forefront. What's going on in Winter Springs? And they're they're completely upside down over there. So Chulita and Winter Springs residents. Do the following. Boil your water for at least one minute, and it's got to be a really vigorous boil. And then you can brush your teeth with it, and then you can use it for cooking, or then you can use it to make a cup of coffee. Boil uh, Bottled water is, of course, always an option. If you don't have bottled water and you do have water in the tap, then you must boil it. No, uh, you know, no exceptions. Boil for at least one minute and a rolling boil. Chuliotta and Winter Springs. Those are the people under in Seminole County under a boil water advisory and that is for until you hear differently that's what you need to do. I would suggest if you have any uh, internet if you can go to prepareseminole.org then you will be able to uh, you'll be able to see all of those links and see when the boil water advisory will expire um, And I would say if you're in unincorporated Winter Springs boil your water anyway. You know, I don't know where you're getting your water. Or are you getting it from the county or are you getting it from the city of Winter Springs? I don't know. I would just, if you're out there on the East side because so much is flooded and so much of these water treatment plants and wastewater plants, everything is upside down. Please do me a giant favor, boil your water or use bottled water, right? If you are lucky enough to have a case of bottled water, brush your teeth with bottled water, at least for the next little while. Um, and that means don't make baby formula. Don't make spaghetti. Don't make anything coffee. Don't make tea. Don't make anything with water from the tap unless it has been vigorously boiled for one minute. Um, When you we all have driven in rain before. We've all driven in thunderstorms before. We've all driven in where big puddles. Congregate or, you know, uh, develop on our way home. We're on our way to an, a meeting to work, to an appointment to the grocery store, right? We all see those puddles on the side and sometimes you go through them and pff, the water just splashes out. I learned something that's called wake. You, What you are doing by splashing that water up on the side of your vehicle, that water is going off the road just temporarily, but it is whooshing into someone's home now. So now they are saying the roadways in Seminole, please don't drive like a crazy person through, don't be driving at all. If you, if you can stay home, please stay home. First of all, if you must drive, and you know, these flooded streets are misleading. They really are an optical illusion. You think it's this much water, but it's like this. And then you are swamped under and your car gets stalled out. And you're then you need to be rescued. Stay home. There's no reason to go out. If you're going to have to go through these puddles, don't go through it. Now there's something in Seminole County now called a, No wake zone. I've heard of this on a boat. I've heard of this on rivers and and lakes and stuff. No wake means don't go really fast in your boat so that the water, you know, uh, really, really, you know, waves up a lot, right? Well, in the meantime, this is what they're calling it on the roadways. No wake zone. Do not drive through these puddles. Because what you don't remember is it, yes, it goes off the road temporarily in a pretty little fan of water, but it's going into someone's living room and causing increasing damage to their home. If they've already got a problem, you're making it worse. So stop with the driving. So first of all, stop driving at all. And if you must drive, nice and slow so that you are able to get through these puddles without causing some unassuming person nearby a problem with the splash out of water. All right. That's the first thing. The second thing is they now have um, what's it? A slogan? Seminole County has a slogan. It's not that catchy, but at least I remember it. It's called "Turn around, don't drown." What do what do they mean by that? That means if there is a puddle, don't walk in it, don't drive in it. Turn around and go home. Turn around, turn your car around, don't take a chance, turn around, don't drown. That's what Seminole County is saying, and that's what I want to make sure I got to you. So that's the slogan that you will remember. If you're thinking, can I make it, can't I make it? If that even goes through your head for one second, turn around, because you're making a bad choice. Turn around so you don't drown. And finally, the standing water and these puddles and these lakes and these these big... You know areas where, where water has um, assembled, right? They've all it's all there. You don't know what's in there. This is a this is really something that uh, it it'll creep you out if you think about it. First of all, there could be chemicals in the water. There could be human waste in the water. There could be sharp objects in the water. You don't know what's under there. You think you know? Well, that normally that's a road. What could there be? No, there also might be red ants in the water and a ball of red ants will put you in a, just a pile of hurt. If you are going to walk through these puddles, thinking, isn't this fun to go splash about in the culvert behind your home? No, no, please. Because now they're saying there are snakes there and alligators. Now I am not exaggerating. I have a flair for the dramatic, I understand that. But there are snakes in there, no thank you. There are alligators in this water. They showed on the national news, a guy was standing in a neighborhood in Orlando and Allie was just swimming along right behind the guy doing a live shot in Orlando. If you don't think there are alligators make on the move in Seminole County from one lake to another, then you've never been to Lake Jessup. That is one of the most highly populated for alligators in any area. But now they have a place to go. They don't just have to stay in Lake Jessup. They're walking around. So stop with walking through puddles. Stop it. Um, And um, I'm telling you, this is how this goes. All right. So I am. Yeah. Um, If you want to comment, if you're here for the first time on Facebook Live, this is called Chat with the Chairs. My name is Lynn Moy Dictor. I am the chair of the Seminole County Democratic Party. We're taking a break. From our normal political vitriol that we normally would give you at both barrels, my vice chair is dealing with hurricane damage from her property. So she's not here. Um, If she does pop in, I'll bring her on. But this is what we do every Friday from 3 to 3.30. So I am getting today. It's the post-hurricane edition. We're putting a lot of that political stuff on hold. But there is one thing that I cannot I cannot resist. And that is our governor. Uh, I will tell you something. Uh, this guy doesn't, first of all, he doesn't garner much confidence with me. He's, for, for the first majority of it, he was in a, in a sport coat and a, and a and shirt, and a dress shirt. I want somebody in a zippy, in a hoodie, in a fleece. I want somebody who looks like they're not afraid to get their feet wet, or they're not afraid to get their, afraid to get their hands dirty, but not our guy. He's all buttoned up in a white shirt and a sport coat. Let's put that aside. That's oh, you think, my goodness, Lynn, that is very superficial. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the fact that our governor has called and come to President Joe Biden with his hat in hand for FEMA money because that is not a state program. Our governor, the one who spent $12 million to hustle some migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard, now is coming to the his wife. Is now heading up a telethon of some sort asking for people to give to the state because our piggy bank is empty for um, i think it's a good cause it's like mental health or something but how come we don't have that 12 million how about stop spending it on nonsense moving migrants to Martha's Vineyard how about that for an option okay let's put that aside let's put a pin in it his outfit and the fact that he's now his wife is now begging with her hat in her hand saying give money aside from the fact that he spent 12 million of our dollars to cart Texas immigrants to uh, Martha's Vineyard now here's where I really lost my stuff I was going to say a bad word but I chose not to the governor needs the president of the United States the governor of Florida needs the national government needs FEMA to help us out because this is going to be a pricey um, repair, a, a pricey renovation, a pricey rebuilding of the electric grid. How about that? That um, that bridge to Sa- to San- Sanibel Island? How about that? That has completely caved in. Those people are now trapped. Now, Sanibel's a beautiful place to be trapped, but nobody wants to be trapped. Okay, so now we have have to go to the feds. We must go to the federal government, and we must ask for FEMA support. And, of course, the president is right there giving the... Now, what I will tell you is about this governor. In 2013, when Superstorm Sandy completely demolished New York and New Jersey, guess what U.S. congressman said, no, FEMA shouldn't help the residents of New York and New Jersey. That would have been U.S. congressman at the time, Ron DeSantis. He said no money for you. And now the hypocrisy of it all, he is now going to FEMA and saying, I need FEMA help. All of a sudden he loves FEMA. Before he's like, don't give anybody any money. Even Chris Christie, remember big old Chris Christie? He went to then President Obama and they, they hugged because they had to help the residents of New York and New Jersey when that storm whooshed in and demolished those states. Now Hurricane Ian whooshed in and really smacked Southwest Florida and all manner of different cities along the way. And now guess what governor now has to have a totally different opinion about the federal government, about FEMA, about how this works. And I wonder if some of those Tea Party Republicans are going to say, no, no money for you, bub. Well, gosh, I hope not. Which means his decision, however many years ago that was, eight or nine years ago, was faulty. It was flawed. It was a big mistake. It was selfish and awful. And now, you know, the shoe is on the other foot there, Ronnie. So our governor now is going to, um, you know, to Joe Biden, to FEMA with hat in hand, yet again, to say, we need help to rebuild. And yes, we do need help to rebuild. And that's where you go. I bet all those people who say they don't like socialism like the fact that the government is going to help you rebuild your stuff. That's what the government is for. The government is there to help those who need it. In the case of this federal emergency, that's what FEMA stands for, Federal Emergency Management Agency. But we have a governor who has to stand on the record He doesn't like FEMA giving to other states, but sure enough, he likes it coming here. Uh, Seems a little hypocritical, just saying. All right, you know, I didn't really want to go down this road because he gives me agita, this guy. When I hear him in there, he gives me, you know, he he upsets my stomach. It's it's bad. Mm, okay. A nice cup of coffee. It's three o'clock. The sun is shining in Central Florida. I hope it's nice where you are. More importantly, I hope your family is safe. I hope you are safe. Don't walk in standing water, A, and B, if you need help, call us at the SEMDEMS and we will direct you to the right agency, all right? The SEMDEMS in Seminole County, we have, you know, you can go on our website. You can call us at any time. You can email me if you have access to that. My email is chair at SEMDEMS.com, and we will make sure that you get directed to the services you need. Our offices were closed Wednesday, Thursday, and today. We w- Now, I also must tell you that all of the activities that we had on tap for this weekend, the canvassing, all over the count, all of that has been canceled for th- this weekend. So it, we're going to go back to it come Monday and Tuesday. We're going to be out there knocking on your door, but... I, I want to make sure that the residents know and that our volunteers know and that you guys know that we are there to help you and that we have some great candidates who can fix our broken insurance system. Look, it, it comes. It's now in clear repose. It is now under a spotlight how messed up the insurance system is here in Florida, because people are now going to file and they're going to say, you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, oh, you have hurricane coverage, but you don't have flood insurance. This is what's going to happen to thousands of residents of Florida in the next week or two when they file a claim with their insurance company. And the insurance company says, nope, we're not covering that because, you don't have flood insurance want well, to live in a flood zone. Well, guess what? Two tough toenails because you're not getting reimbursed for any of that. So not only are insurance companies fleeing the state of Florida, but those who are here are going to try to figure out a way not to pay your claim. If we don't elect people to Tallahassee who can fix our broken insurance system, then you're voting against your own best interest. And you're voting against that roof that has fallen apart. And you're voting against the water that is standing in your dining room. We've got a problem here, and the way we fix it, Democrats bring to you solutions. And that's as as political as I'll get on this uh, post-Ian, Hurricane Ian edition of – of chat with the chairs, um, I will tell you that. Um, let me just make sure I have all the closings I told you about. Pre- PrepareSeminal.org. Oh, I we put our our we connected our generator for two seconds, and we connected our freezer, and we put all the food from the kitchen and and you know, the garage. We put everything in this chest freezer, right? And as we were taking stuff out and putting it into this big freezer. Um, which is so ridiculous. We're two people. I don't know why we have this, you know, why we even have this Costco membership where you have to buy 25 chicken breasts, but we do and we did and we consolidated all of it and we put it all in one piece of equipment and we kept everything ice cold, frozen solid, right? But I discovered all manner of treats in my freezer that I had no idea were in there. Have you ever taken everything out of your freezer? You would not believe the surprise. You know what I found in my freezer? I found a bag of frozen Samoa. Whatever these these coconut Girl Scout cookies. Remember these, right? I found them from last year when I bought Co- Girl Scout cookies. I found a bag of frozen Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, that's a freezer surprise. That's a good time. Hurricane Ian. That's what I'll remember. I found a bag of frozen Girl Scout cookies. Um, the ones with the coconut and the chocolate on the bottom. Good time, right? So anyway, that's what I'll tell you. There were other surprises I found in there as well. So if you find, you know, I would love to know in the chat, what are your surprises? What'd you find? Did you find something in your freezer or did you, you know, what did you do with all the food and what is your go-to hurricane food? You know, some people, they have to have salty snacks. Some people, they want to have pizza. Some people, they want to, you know, they want to barbecue because you have to use the food up in your freezer before it gets yucky and thawed out. So what is your hurricane food? Put that in the chat. And did you have any freezer surprises? Also, tell me what to put in my hurricane box, because I don't have one and I never did. But I think I'm going to have to start making a hurricane preparedness box so that I could just throw it in the car and go. If I have to flee, I want to make sure I have the right things in that box. So that's, that's where that is. Now, we always end, chat with the chairs, with the food of the day. Although I really thought that I should just leave it alone with Girl Scout cookies, but Because this weekend's food was, I thought, yucky, altogether yucky. Today is Friday, the 30th of September, and it is Mold Cider Day. I don't think that's good. I think that's apple juice, hot apple juice. Is that what that is, Mold Cider? Is cider apple juice? I don't like it. Anyway, that's what today is, Mold Cider Day. Somebody tell me what that is. I'm not really sure. And then Saturday, tomorrow, is Pumpkin Spice Day. Again, not a fan. I know it's October. I know it's October 1st. I know we have more pumpkin crap that we can handle. Tomorrow is Pumpkin Spice Day. And Monday, I don't know why I skipped Sunday, Monday is Soft Taco Day. Again, my preference is hard taco, but you'd knock yourself out on Monday for Soft Taco Day. All right, that's where we are with that. Um, I want to give you the numbers for FPNL one more time. It's 1-8- FPNL one 800 the number four and the word outage. O-U-T-A-G-E. And the number for Duke Energy is 800-228-8485. So that's Duke. And then the FEMA number, if you're going to file, first file with your own insurance company after you've taken pictures and filled out the forms and stuff, um, the FEMA number is 800-621-3362. All right? So there. Boom. Our post Hurricane Ian edition of Chat with the Chairs. I know it wasn't very political except for that dopey governor thing. I couldn't resist. That guy is messed up. So we've got to replace him with Charlie Crist and Carla Hernandez. Just saying. And then uh, we will talk more about politics next time um, on Chat with the Chairs for this week's edition. My name is Lynn Moy Dictor. For my vice chair, Tracy Kagan, we will see you next week. Have a safe week. Stay safe and stay dry. Bye-bye.